Hey guys, on this episode of Was It Good, we're discussing First Man, a new Ryan Gosling film portraying the first man on the moon, Neil Armstrong. This is a spoiler-filled episode. Surprise, we went to the moon. We're going to look at the cinematography, the accuracy of the moon landing, and answer the question, was it good? Welcome to Was It Good? I'm your host, Ravi, joined by my two astronaut brothers, Krishna and Arjuna. I'm not an astronaut. Also, uh, you should mention that we are currently on the moon while recording this. If the place where we work is the moon? Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. No, no, no. We are on the moon right now. I found the bracelet. What? Oh, the bracelet from the movie. I found it. You've ruined the whole movie. (gasps) Well, I did say at the beginning this was spoiler-filled, so... That's not good enough. Anywho's, Krishna... We always like to start these episodes with your opinion, so we're not going to do that. Arjuna, what did you think of Was It Good? Was It Good? That's the podcast. You know, I think this podcast is great when I speak. What did you think of First Man? (laughs) What was your initial reaction after you kind of got over the shaky cameras and feeling sick? Well, after that, you know, it was the next day because it was like a whole night to recover from that whole experience. But, you know, the more I think about it, the movie just, it kind of... You know when you a good a, a sign of a good movie to me is a movie that you think about um, often after you've seen the movie, right? A bad movie you kind of leave and you never really think about it again, or it doesn't really prompt anything in your mind. But a good movie, the next day and a couple days later, you're still like, oh yeah, that was really cool, or I really liked this part, and you're still discussing with people you saw, or you're just thinking about it yourself, or you know, for me. I love to Wikipedia movies and kind of look into it after. And obviously this being uh, based on real events, it was really cool to just look up the different information with Neil Armstrong and his wife and his life and the moon landing. So I I did a lot of that as well. And, and so this movie, it really, it really sat with me and I I actually, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. Uh, And it was a good, it was a good biopic. I, I thought, Personally, uh, Claire Foy, who played Janet uh, Sharon, who's Armstrong's wife in the movie, um, was the best part of the movie in terms of acting. I think I think if I was part of the Academy, um, I would I would have her as the as a, in a, in a, a nominated for best actress uh, for the movie. Ryan Gosling to me has always been kind of one note. Like he was good in the role. I think he was appropriate for Neil Armstrong because that was very much who Neil was, kind of an understated. Uh, introverted kind of weird guy um, and yeah I really liked it the The only other thing that stuck out to me was uh, I thought the portrayal of Buzz Aldrin was hilariously great because he was really in three scenes and they really really emphasized how much of an asshole he was yes we can say that word on this podcast because we are not family friendly Krishna a little bit of a different question for you Ooh. you went into this movie and I unfortunately had a back pain or something, so I didn't see it with you all. I saw it the next day. No, no, we saw the movie together. We did. Yeah, you, me, uh, Amber, movie am I and thinking? Evelyn. You're what? thinking of Venom. Ben, and that's you didn't right. have back pain. You said you had a headache. Whatever. I just didn't <laughs> want to see that movie at that time. Anyway, Christian, you went to go see this movie, I believe, Han Solo style. What does that mean? Solo. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I was like, wait. Uh, yes. I did so you, as, as many viewers listen and tune in and, and know, you know, this group of uh, young men, us, Arjuna is very kind of noisy in the movie. He breathes heavily. I was, <laughs> I was three eyes. seats away from you. And I could hear you breathing. 
Anywho, what did you think of the movie? I just want to say the theater. I went on a Saturday morning, I think. Sunday morning. Sunday. How do you know my? <laughs> How schedule? do you know when he saw the movie? I remember things very well. Uh, I was in the movie theater Sunday morning. Apparently, <laughs> the movie theater was packed. And 75% of them were all over the age of uh, 60. So that was interesting. So you're right. You fit in with the crowd. I I did. I was bald and wrinkly. Um, Did you all share like a small popcorn together? No, but this old couple did ask me to switch seats with them so they could be next to their kids. For a moment, I thought that I wouldn't. I'd be that. You want to be that guy? Wow. (laughs) But actually, because I was actually more in the middle. The, the movie was, was beautifully done. Um, I I loved it. Kind of like Arjuna said, it's definitely a movie that stays with you. You think about it afterward for quite a while. Um, the performances were great. I definitely agree that, what's her name? Claire Foy? Claire Foy. Claire Foy was, oh, Claire. Is she also the yes. new girl in the dragon tattoo? Yes, yes. she is. And if okay. you had watched The Rush, Ravi, you would know that reference. I or you would know, know that. that we were promoting other shows on this show. Oh, uh, well, you, we do what we can here. Uh, she's also known for being in... Do you remember the BBC show Being Human? No, I never watched that one. She actually. was in that show. Oh, wow. Uh, that was her oh, big So she's part. a British actress? She uh, is a British actress. Oh, that makes sense why she was the best part in terms of acting. Yeah, of course. I'm not all, biased. All British actors are best. Are the best. Uh, no, Idris being the best. Yeah, correct. Uh, the movie was beautifully done. Uh, I loved the lack of Dialogue music and music. The music until the very end. I didn't even notice that actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The movie. The movie was very. Well, it well, did well, a great job of just. Uh, there was a lot of close-ups, which at first kind of bothered me because I was like, "Oh God, we have to watch Ryan Gosling." There's only one part where it, it really kind of I didn't like was. The close-up of Ryan Gosling crying after his daughter's death. Crying is ugly. I don't need 30 seconds of a close-up of Ryan Gosling's face as he tries to force tears out of his eyes. I, I, I was <laughs> really <laughs> taken aback by that one part that really took me out of the movie. Other than that, though, it was great. <laughs> I wish you that part, honestly, um, I'm not a very touchy-feely human wow, being. Wow, you felt something. But yet, I thought he did a great job. Maybe it was because of how... Um, how they kind of did that whole sequence, how he was fine. He, I think, I just did, thought it was too long. It was too, his, too long, and I just, I just felt like then he had to cover his eyes. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> he can't get all the tears out, so he just got to cover his eyes and, and do this stuff. <laughs> I think like, that that part on. right there is what he should. I think he should be nominated for best actor. Wow. I wouldn't go that far. I think I, I, he did I a great portrayal. Disagree with I, you. I will say so. The the scene that I felt the most emotional um, at was I thought it, this was his best, perf- best his best acting performance uh, within the movie, and then also Claire Foy's was right before he leaves the house. That was and uh, she confronts him and says she you need to talk to the boys, and they have the whole confrontation in the office. I I was like I was, he's like a robot. I was very invested in that. And I think he he played it perfectly. She played it perfectly. It was beautifully directed, and and that's what I think to me sticks out about this movie. Right? It's a space movie. You expect the space scenes to really sit with you, and those are really beautiful and well done. But it, it's some of the that uh, interpersonal drama between these characters uh, that brings them to life, and and you really understand the psyche uh, of them. And I I think that's what makes this movie different and better in a lot of ways mm-hmm. that that you get to see these real human parts like you really get to see what she had to go through in a lot of these missions like the gemini missions and and losing communication and 
and all those types of things while also dealing with like the press and dealing with NASA. Um, Back to the, the cinematography at the start of the show, that is definitely one of the, I think, winning aspects of this film. Yes. They took a, a very, um, I wouldn't say it's a groundbreaking approach to space films, but I think it was uniquely done and done in such a way that kept you on the edge of your seat. The crazy, intense close-ups, the fact they use IMAX cameras for that, which is not tradition. That part is not always done in that way. Usually when we think IMAX cameras, we're thinking these beautiful landscape shots or whatever, not these high, crazy, intense close-ups. But I think because they use the IMAX cameras for that, it definitely added um, another layer, another emotional layer and intensity and so forth. Um, I thought what was really cool about that, and Christian mentioned this too, is that they did there was a lack of music um, until the right until the very end until the moon until the moon. And I I thought you know it was a very simplistic approach, but it it worked and it was so effective. Like especially starting the movie with such an intense and violent. Uh, crash of Neil Armstrong, right? And and you're really yep. thrown right into the movie, and and you get that feel, and it feels like each and every single um, mission and launch after that is is really, you know, those are the points of the movie, right? Like that's your beginning and your rising action and your climax and your falling action and like your your conclusion almost, and it works. Like it it's it's kind of the movie is built around that, and it's successfully filled with the dramatic parts in between. Another big talking point, um, there are some people in the world that believe the first moon landing, the Neil Armstrong moon landing, was a fake. Krishna. No, no I Krishna believes some other crazy, crazy-ass conspiracy things. Anyway, oh, yeah, that's not one of them. The royal family is a bunch of cannibals? No, not ju- not the royal family. Some <laughs> royal family. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. Anyway, Get back, back on point here. So, in terms of accuracy and what we kind of saw, I thought one aspect which I thought was amazing. And one aspect that I didn't even realize about the Gemini project um, in the, the movie, Gemini, Gemini, Neil's friend, um, I believe what's the actor's name, Jason Clark, who plays Ed white, his entire group got burned alive. And yes. that actually did happen. Yes. That wasn't the movie making it move or whatever. I thought that entire sequence, that entire aspect was fascinating because in this day and age, if that was to happen, that would halt, and we have seen it, that would halt the space program. Oh, so I have with the Challenger. Right, exactly. The Challenger, yes. um, even with SpaceX's rockets and so forth, there was the there was a small possibility that one was going to go kaboomy, and they scrapped a whole bunch of things. That type of stuff, I think, is insanely fascinating that that actually happened, and they still pushed ahead. Yeah, so if you find that interesting, you really need to watch uh, the new show on Hulu. It's gotten mixed reviews. I have watched it. I was the one that told you to watch it. First? Yes. You've seen that? The first, yes. The first. With Sean Penn. Well, I'm going to pretend like you didn't tell me that and you I haven't seen totally it. I totally told you that. I told you to, to go it. watch that. There's a, there's a very I said strong <laughs> parallel Is Project that. Gemini uh, involved in it? God no, no, there is not. But there's actually something that she says, mm. the main uh, CEO lady in that, um, she actually says because one of the reporters asks, you know, is it worth all this human sacrifice? Because yeah. it, the opening se- in the first episode, I'm going to spoil that for everybody as well, in the opening – 
they send the first rocket, manned rocket ship, to Mars, and it goes kaboom before it even right. leaves the atmosphere. Before it leaves the atmosphere. And we still don't know if it was the weird, creepy guy who does the weird dialogue, if he did it. Um, I was so confused by that part. I, I don't understand his portion in it. I think season two maybe we'll get some more information. Or not. Um, but yeah, there is a good parallel there between what happens with the project. Well, that's Gemini. Well, I was gonna the fi- the fire is Apollo one. Apollo one. Sorry, is that because uh, they've moved on from from Project Gemini? Gemini at that point. But yeah, in the first, um, she says, yeah, there has to be. Unfortunately, there is always human sacrifice with new endeavors, new exploration. You know. We're kind of seeing it right now with self-driving cars. There's been a number, unfortunately, uh, fatalities already. But, you know, when the motor vehicle first came out, I'm not sure if you're all aware of this, they didn't have seatbelts. Mm-hmm. Right. We yes. had to go through that process for the, somebody to be like, wait a second, maybe we should put seatbelts in these things. You know, great they, idea. They let, you know, the, it was legal to have infants driving in the front. So... Unfortunately, it takes some time. You want to lower as much as humanly possible, impossible, but you know it's going to unfortunately happen because uh, it's just the way things are. Unfortunately, I thought it was interesting. Like you know, on that same line of tragedy, that um, is this the tragic podcast? It is. Uh, but you know, he obviously loses his daughter uh, at the beginning of the movie. One of his really close friends he loses early on, who's part of the uh, Gemini project uh elliot c his friend who was the commander for gemini 8 and then died in um in a trainer jet crash when he's involved where he's where ed white who's played by jason clark informs him when he's standing out in the rain and then later on obviously ed dies in the apollo 1 fire so they really emphasized how much sacrifice had to be made to just get these guys to the moon and that neil armstrong wasn't always destined to be the first guy on the moon he was like the last guy alive essentially there were there were a lot of other people ahead of him and he kind of just survived and and one interesting um tidbit that i found out after researching you know the movie is obviously neil armstrong you know with his close friends dying with his daughter dying suffered major ptsd mm-hmm Buzz Aldrin, this obviously isn't touched on in the movie, but uh, through my own research, just through Wikipedia and reading you know, stuff online, uh, Buzz Aldrin's mother had died the year before of the moon launch. Right. She had committed suicide. Right. So he too also had major PTSD. And I don't think it's a coincidence that both of these guys who had suffered a lot and had a lot of tragedy in their lives were chosen to you know, to be um, the, the two guys in the Apollo 11 mission that walked on the moon because it did take a lot of sacrifice and it took a lot of guts. And if you if you think about how much they had to overcome in such a short amount of time uh, and all the people that did die on the way, like you kind of had to be fearless at that point because mm-hmm. there was a really high chance you weren't going to make it. And that's why that scene with his wife right before she you know he leaves is so powerful because... That's, you know, that is the theme in this movie. They truly are going into the unknown, and there's a good chance you won't make it. Is it fearless, or is it being mentally broken? Both. I think I think both of those. I think they're connected. I don't think you have one without the other. So in our lifetime, I definitely, I mean, we're kind of going on tangents here, but, you know, if you're listening, there it'll be worth it. <laughs> it's not. Anyway, in our lifetime, I do truly believe that we will witness um, human beings on, on Mars there are already companies and agencies that are doing like a call to 
come join and and sign up. I actually myself a couple of years ago went down the path of trying like really push and get myself on one of these things. Sure. And one of the things that and the reason I kind of stopped on it was because they wanted to do like a psyche valve essentially. Um, and I was kind of like, eh, this isn't necessary for me at this point in my life. But I do think it would be interesting to kind of see from like a, not necessarily like a NASA, but like from one of these companies where they're like, oh, come to the, come to Mars. What is that process? What are they actually looking for, you know, deep down? And I do kind of, I think we talked about this, Arjuna. I do kind of think they are looking for people that could easily, or kind of on that, 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 mental area where they're kind of like, I don't necessarily have anything to live for, but sure. I've gone through such tragic things or such things mentally that I can make that sacrifice if, if need be. It's not nothing to live for. It's nothing to lose. That's, right. Yeah, it, that makes more it, sense. At this point, it's like, cause it, and the movie did such a great job of showing that, that at the very end, there's an alarm going off and Buzz is like, there's this alarm going off. Like, what does it mean? And Neil was like, don't know. And he's like, we're going to keep going. There's like so many times during the final descent when they're like, we should probably turn around. And it would be so easy. And 99.999 to infinity percent of people would be like, okay, Let's turn around. done deal. And at that point, you can see it. And this is, this is in my mind, this was, uh, was uh, Ryan Gosling's best part of the movie. You can see it. He is, we're going all the way, no matter what. There's no, there is no turning back. And that was... It was so well done and, and so powerful. Um, so to answer your question, it's it's nothing to live for. It, to me, the movie shows that it's you have nothing to lose, and you need the kind of people to to undertake these things, the kind of people that would uh, would go all the way. There is no turning back. This it has to be done. I think it's interesting, right? And they also in one of the um, establishing shots. Well, it's not really an establishing shot. It's just kind of a B roll shot. They show the um the uh what's the word i'm looking for the protests uh against nasa you know th- i think they they have the rally of like just what you know white men in america or you know white men in space while mm-hmm. people suffer and and that was a big that was a big part of it like nasa did bankrupt the government uh essentially because they spent a ton of money for you know in in that very short amount of time to get to space um and get there with a lot of dead astronauts and, and broken families because of it. And it's interesting, Ravi, you know, talking about Mars, right? That's the next big space thing, getting to Mars. And, you know, the question is, like, we went, we landed in the moon on 1969, and, it, you know, next year is 50 years, and we've had a handful of missions to the moon since, and not really much more in terms of space, expo- ex- space manned space exploration. And why is that, right? That we know of. That we know of, sure. Did you see totally. Transformers: Dark Side of the Moon? I did. Sad, too, actually. Sad, <laughs> sadly, sadly, I did. Are we seeing Bumblebee? No. I, for those listening, I definitely comment. Let us know if we should see Bumblebee. I, there's, there's a few movies you can coax me into. Bumblebee is not one of them. Christian, what will if be it's doing really a podcast by himself on Bumblebee? Then, if it's really good, that, that's uh, even then. Like, I, I w- if you came back and said it's really good, I would think you were lying. That's how bad I think it is and looks. I just don't like Michael Bay. I don't like. He him. actually is not directing this one. It's a different director. So You're saying there's a chance. That's, that's, what, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. What I'm saying. It is. Yeah. It's a different director. It's got a different little direction. Bit of, uh, like early. Like I don't know. Hype. Have you seen the trailer? I have. I, oh, I, okay. I, I think it looks god awful. Um, Did you see the Cybertron though? It looks cool. What the hell is Cybertron? 
Oh my god, it's you're the home world of the uh, Transformers. Yeah, it looks like it looks like everything else from Michael Bay. <laughs> Too much shit. But anyway, anyway. So what I'm saying is, I I think to get to Mars, you kind of have to go back to that mindset of what these moon missions and what is portrayed within this movie. There, there has to be a sense of sacrifice, and I think you know, as a society in the United States, at least. Uh, if if there was a mission and people died, it would be shut down immediately, right? Uh, and it would be shuttered. And then especially with the, you know, the national deficit and money issues and that being such a big talking point politically uh, and, and being in a politically charged time, you know, I I think it's going to be really hard to see it happen unless it is private. Do you let, think- me, let me let me uh, let me say this real quick, because Ravi made a very interesting statement. When Arjuna says there hasn't been anything, any more space exploration beyond the moon, I said that we know of. Uh, let me ask this question then. Would it be better off for everyone if this stuff is undertaken without public knowledge? I yes, would say probably, yes. Probably, yes. 100%. But that because goes, of what you just that said. That goes with anything, though, that the government does. When The thing with government is people I'm, want to control the government or want to think they have control of the government because it's their tax dollars at work and all that nonsense. Forget the government, though. Even if it's a private company... SpaceX? Yeah. Would it be better if they just kept everything they do private? Or does that yes. have to be made public? I think it I, should I don't be. know what the rules I are I think there. space, in order for us to succeed in space, it has to be private. When you use or have a government body trying to run and get into space. Oh, I meant I meant private as in the public is not aware of it. Not, not private as in. Because uh, I, I agree with that. It should right. be private. It shouldn't be government run. But, I mean, private also in the, in the terms that we, the public, right. shouldn't know about it so that the company doesn't have to deal with... Right, and that's the thing, though. Like Any company, like look at like a company like Apple, for example, right? It's not a space company, but they're going and they're creating new products. They have products that we don't know about, right? They have new iPhones that are being worked on. They don't let the public opinion kind of sway them necessarily in terms of what they're researching or looking at. And I, Yeah, I definitely agree with you. They should, and maybe it's already been done. I think it should be kept out of public knowledge because... The public in general, especially like this last election, I think is a great example of that. The public is pretty stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> for yeah. the most part. I mean, yeah. And yeah, I think, yes, yeah, space has to be done privately. I don't think it's something a government agency can be involved in because it slows it down. Yeah. And let's be honest, at the end of the day, it's going to be, I mean, government for the most part is kind of a joke at this point. It's more private companies that are kind of running and telling and having they run the world, right? It's not it's not as Beyonce says, girls run the world. It's companies Who run runs the world. world. Girls. Beyonce unless unless by the way, Beyonce is an official sponsor of the Bad Tacos was a good podcast. She is not, but we can dream. Kanye West. God, please God no. Do you think Kanye saw this movie? No. No. Kanye doesn't read books. Does he really not? Is that like confirmed? It, it's confirmed. His apparently his mom was an English teacher, who tried to get him to read, and then she died, and so he decided, you know what? I don't need to read. Is this like an actual story? Yeah, That's I don't know where. I think, bizarre. I feel like Ajuna like probably wrote this article on Yahoo, and then I read it. <laughs> I did not. I can confirm. I did not write that article that he's aware of. That I know of. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That you know of. <laughs> that, what do thank you, you for confirming exactly. Arjuna. The the possibility that we might not be in control of what we do. So I have a question for you guys, right? Um, I think we're at an interesting point. Inter- like I think all of us are, are big fans of sci-fi movies and, and space exploration movies. 
and we're Stargate. at and we're at a time I think where the genre has shifted certainly. Um, you know, back in the nineties, I think you said this Ravi, right after we saw it, like back in the nineties, what was the most popular science like space movie? Apollo thirteen, right? In the nineties? Uh, yeah. In Tom Hanks. Independence Day. Tom Hanks, no. Ninety <laughs> six. Well no, I no, I, I mean like Movies that were in sp- like about factual space yeah, movies, oh, right? Okay. You know, like Apollo thirteen, like and that's not the only one. No, I think there, there were, were a couple, couple others. Ones. Okay, but you know, this movie is obviously very much more in the style of like two thousand one of Space Odyssey in terms of how it's done versus like Apollo thirteen, which is very much. Wait, you're saying different? Are you saying First Man is more in the vein of two thousand one? Yes. Wait, I don't, I don't understand that. Uh, that statement. No, no. In ter- I, I'm just saying it's closer. It is closer yeah. to that than it is to in the style of uh, Apollo 13. Like the style of of letting shots breathe and and how it's done. While Apollo 13 is very much like a 90s, oh, okay. very quick cut action movie. You know, dramatic music, like drama feel, like film. Armageddon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. I love Armageddon. <laughs> right. Oh, so you're saying you like Space a Michael Space Bay movie? Oh Ooh, no! Burn. <laughs> he got you there. No! He got you. He got you. You're no! done. Uh, how about this? Murph. No recent Michael Bay movie. Because I heard Bad Boys was good. I haven't seen that yet. You've that never seen Bay. Bad Boys. Bad no. Boys is 1995. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wait. Let me see all his most recent movies. And while you're checking that out, what it's basically issues all did you guys have with the film? I know you said you don't like seeing a man cry. Well, no, no, no. I have nothing wrong <laughs> with man crying when it's done well. And Ryan Gosling is not a great dramatic crier and the shot was just too long on his face so i think we should have a challenge i'm going to reach out to ryan gosling okay and see if he would be willing to let us reshoot that sequence and you're going to direct it okay cool and see if you can get him to cry in a way that you personally would be emotionally oh oh, i have to be emotionally connected yes yes the idea of the daughter being dead oh god we should i I thought of a great a great social clip for this episode just gonna beat him until he cries that's my strategy right there. Wow, you cannot physically harm the actors. I, I know, that, signs of I know that in the years that we've been shooting our videos and uh, our various bad tacos, you and I have you know usually tried to emotionally hurt Arjuna to get the, the crying out. And it works. It worked. Remember back in, uh, I remember specifically, uh, was it Signs, the Signs remake we did? We had him like tear up. So <laughs> let me let me just say this. Just to get the shot. Let, let me say this. Arjuna in his young acting days would basically oscillate. I don't know if that's the right word. Would oscillate between two emotions. <laughs> One, uncontrollable giggling, which would annoy <laughs> Ravi, the director, and me, the, the co-actor. I remember that, To yes. no end. Yep. And then we would yell at him until eventually he would just get really pissed off. And then yep. the rest of the production would be Arjuna just acting like That's a, all you need. Yeah. Uncontrollable giggling or, or, or pissed off. There's no, there's no in-between emotion. Aren't you guys Arjuna. glad yeah. I'm a, a much more sophisticated Oscar-nominated actor? You're yeah. drooling Arjuna, right now. I had to... Uh, this And this is a sneak peek. We do have a, a production coming out uh, hopefully soon uh, called The Interview. It will come out before this year comes to an end or... By God. God help me. Save our to hurt someone. Uh... And I had to sit through, I think, like 45 minutes of Arjuna <laughs> on screen. And right now, first of all, you caused Ravi to laugh more than anyone else. Secondly, that's because I'm a great actor. You caused yourself to laugh more than anyone else as well. So that's I don't true, know. actually. Wait, so I have all of those takes. So for, for those listening, just a little tease. I'm not gonna, so I'm not going to lie. Oh, so yeah. Let me let me just tease what we're talking. We're, we're yeah the the new project that we have coming out is called the interview. I play a Gerard Butler type character, interviewing for interviewing a bunch of uh, interviewees for various things. 
Arjuna here actually got to play a older gentleman. Uh, we had a couple other characters in there as well. It's going to be a little short. It'll be nice and funny. It'll be on our YouTube Facebook page. Sure, pages, it's so. going to be an hour. So definitely check it out <laughs> whenever the editor, Arjuna, finishes it. I was editing this weekend. Oh, you should awesome. be editing all the... T- you should be doing this podcast right now. Go back into the editing room. Get working. What do we pay you for? It's pretty funny, though. I will, I will say the... the Just a quick spoiler. Um, we, had, we had several people uh, play roles. Ravi, shout out to them really quickly. Ravi played the title character, Gerard. Uh, we had Arjuna playing Winston. We had uh, Evelyn, friend of Bad Tacos and Arjuna's significant other i think that's the right term uh play <laughs> someone else that seems politically correct in this politically we also had michael lerman and thad litweiler also playing characters uh arjuna was probably the most difficult because there were so many takes because ravi kept laughing um the easiest though was evelyn uh, though she killed it and that flew by that what that went through so it maybe was, Evelyn's great. more the professional actress? Uh, I would 100% say yes, that is Oh, true. interesting. It I'm trying to say like Arjuna was the most unprofessional, and the person with no training whatsoever, Evelyn, was the most professional. Interesting. Uh, we have it on tape. Maybe we should replace Me, the Arjuna as one of the you know people on this podcast with Evelyn, seeing how it seems like she's very professional and doesn't giggle like a child. Well, I will or say this. Uh, I currently star in the most popular Bad Tacos video. It's called... Uh, the Instagram model uh, starring Emerald 03469. And I will say that that is a performance of a lifetime. So I'm going to get us back on track. <laughs> so the listeners, they, 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 oh, wait, I can make it, bring it back. It's better than Ryan Gosling in First Man. No. You're just, you're, you're just wrong. You don't say that. I don't care. Yes, queen. I don't care. <laughs> I will say one of the things I did not like about the film, mm. because I'm a nitpicker, and that CGI man, the CGI was actually brilliant. It was way better than that <laughs> god awful CGI in Black Panther. <laughs> oh my god, way too shiny. Wait, wait, wait. Why was it so shiny? Quick, quick aside. I still don't understand. CGI Black Panther versus Venom. Who wins? Go. Uh, Black Panther. Black Venom. Black Venom. Venom. <laughs> you were knocking Venom CGI. Oh, of course. No, I, I, was, obviously I, was, I was praising easy. a part of it, and you were like, you are Any, Anyway, um, the one thing I didn't like was how fast the ending kind of wrapped up. So the pacing of the film I felt was great, and then after he crashes the lunar tester, it kind of from that point onwards to the end of the film, the pacing just kind of shifted and changed, and it felt like a lot thrown very quickly. I would agree with you, except that I didn't view that as the end. I viewed that more as the epilogue. The true climax of the movie is not him landing on the moon, to me. The true climax was the table-side conversation with the kids and the wife. Because Agreed. that's what the movie is about. The movie is about the, the strain. About space. No. The movie is about the strain of, of space. Neil undertaking this mission and the strain it puts on his family and his own psyche. It's the strain of getting that first man. On the moon, correct. Right. Correct. But, but, why it's called First Man? But but it's the strain. But the the focus yes. I felt like was the strain on the family. Yes. And so to me that was the climax. Him acknowledging that he might not come back. Him him and and us acknowledging what he's actually done to get to this point. He's compartmentalized. He is he is he has repressed a lot of things to get himself ready for this yes. mission. And that and to me that is what that that was the true climax. So everything that comes afterward is epilogue. It's sort of wrapping up the, what he's done to get himself to that point it's showing that it worked 
what? that he actually was able to get to the moon, right. was able to let go of his daughter, and come back alive. Well, so interestingly enough, uh, about a couple of those scenes, uh, so most of this movie was based off of his biography that was written in the early 2000s. Oh, that's good to know. The scene where he's talking to his sons, right, in a very uh, proper um kind of cold way like like a lieutenant that comes that co- that uh scene comes directly from his two sons they recounted that and uh, that's awesome also the scene where he uh, that we alluded to at the beginning of the show where he drops the bracelet into the crater is conjecture no one knows exactly if that's true um it comes from the author of the biography i was reading about this um there is a manifest that each astronaut filled out of what of personal items they were able to bring on the trip. Uh, and it was kept on record and everything. And the biographer had asked Neil to provide it to him. Uh, and he said, yeah, I'm going to get it. But then Neil Armstrong had passed away before, before he ended up getting it. So no one knows exactly what he brought. Um, it is confirmed that Neil Armstrong did journey out to that crater, which was not part of their schedule. Um, for the moon landing and was there for a little bit of time before then turning around and going but it was very out of character and it was out of the mission it was not it was not scripted uh part of the mission and it's just kind of conjecture as to what he was doing while he was there well one that that's one theory is that he was dropping the bracelet yes that's uh, that is one theory and it it fits nicely into the narrative of the movie right the other the other unconfirmed theory is that he was looking at uh transformers and um, Dark Side of the Moon. The Dark Side. Oh, that, and then also, uh, we should mention that there was the a controversial part of this movie that came before before it was released was that they would not show the flag being planted on the moon. They would not show that? And they didn't show it. They did not show... Why is that a controversy? Oh, yeah. That, why, w- that was a big controversy that? coming out before the movie. A lot of people thought that this is... They said they were, they thought it was ridiculous that it was such a powerful image of the moon landing mm. and that it should be a part of this movie. It is very American. So a lot of the the Trump crowd came out and said... What, what was the reason for not showing it? Uh, the director just felt like it didn't fit the narrative of the movie. Like, I mean, it wasn't about the moon landing, right, like exactly. you said. It was, it, was about, it was about Neil and his journey. And it just didn't, like, the, uh, the director who also directed La La Land, which was another uh, Ryan Gosling movie, uh, had stated that he felt, you know, the, the most important thing was coming out of the lunar land, you know, cu- coming out of the lander and, and kind of this, you know, the moment of the bracelet, but not necessarily planting the flag. Which you know, did I, they even? But they they show it. They show they show it. The f- yeah, oh, but they no, certainly I'm show it. They don't actually yeah. show it. But I know Donald Trump had oh, come okay. out and said like, "This is very unpatriotic. I won't even see this movie. It's terrible." Blah blah blah. And obviously, a lot of people rallied around those words. Uh, and interestingly enough, just to go over the numbers, the movie did n- never took the number one spot at the box office. Well, what took the number one spot? It opened up third the week of, uh, behind Venom and Star is Born, which are both in their second week. Venom is still number one? No, no, the week it came out. So oh. it came out the week of October 12th, and um, Venom and Star is Born in their second week surpassed Makes first Makes sense, name. honestly, because look, I mean, Ryan Gosling, yeah, he's definitely a big name, but you've got Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, which are two bigger names when combined together than Ryan. 
Then you've also got Venom, which is more accessible to families. Yeah, it's just a type of movie. Right. Yeah. It's not a blockbuster. The, right? the, I mean, the movie currently sits at $55.7 million. Do you think there'll be a sequel, guys? Yeah, there actually is. Uh, they're working on it. It's called Second Man, and it's about how the bracelet is secretly a Transformer and becomes a man. <laughs> Do you think the sequel is really... Buzz Lightyear of Star Command as Buzz Aldrin becomes. Buzz I always Lightyear. thought Buzz Lightyear was actually Buzz Aldrin. I think that's the idea, isn't it? Whoa. That, I there. believe Buzz Lightyear is definitely inspired it's by definitely Buzz. Definitely Buzz the idea. And, and the guy they got to play Buzz Aldrin? Uh, Corey, Look, exactly the same? Corey uh, Stahl, he most famously e- known for uh, his role in Ant Man. That's right. As Yellow well, Jacket. No, he's, he's been in a few other he things. He has definitely too, been yeah. in a few things. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask real quick. So obviously this movie, like, l- let's be honest here, is definitely an Oscar um, Academy Oscar. type film. Uh, it sounds like we agree, um, you know, in terms Definitely. of its awards, I'm thinking Best Actress. Yep. Best Actor. Eh, Need to win I, or I nominated? Nominated. Yeah, it probably will. Like, uh, and Damien, like I said, Damien Chazelle was the director of La La Land, so he's cert- like we know that the, the Oscars Academy is hungry for him. Well, the Academy is all political. Like, it's all how you are able to um, no. promote yourself and everything. Whoa. And this has certainly been set up to be an so Oscar those, Oscar bait. I'm thinking cinematography. Yeah, I would sound design. Agree. Yes, definitely. Editing. Yeah, actually, because it's very fluid and the pacing is really good. It's just that ending, though. That's the only part of it that I personally kind of lit on. So I don't know if I would say. I think nom- yeah, nominated, but I wouldn't want it to win. I feel like there are other better uh, edit films and whatever. Uh, real quick, interesting uh, development that I just read. This movie uh, was in production as early as 2003, and Clint Eastwood was the first director attached to this movie. What studio was behind this? Uh, this was a Sony, right? Universal Pictures. I was close. Originally, it was it, uh, Clint Eastwood um, approached Warner Brothers. Oh, so it was Clint Eastwood's idea. It, I don't think it was his idea. It was he just bought he he had approached production people at Warner Brothers to buy the film rights to the biography. Interesting. I wonder if Clint knew Neil. Probably both old. Yes, definitely. Both people. So we've got that two we things of. there that kind of help with how people interact with each other. Uh, Guys, I just want to let you both know randomly, uh, I'm very hungry right now. Well, I was just going to say, what do you guys think Buzz Aldrin's response to this movie would be? Because it is based he's off gonna the, go uh, find the He's going to go find the director and punch him in the face probably. Well, I'm sure he's read Neil's biography, and it's it's not... They weren't close friends, obviously. Yeah, they weren't Biffles. I don't think anybody was really a Biffle to Neil. Yeah, all of his Biffles died. Yeah. Even those Biffles that, by the way, for those listening, Biffles is best friend for life. Even That's what it means. Uh, Even those Biffles, though, I wouldn't say they were Biffles. I would say they were, if anything, more on the lines of, like, acquaintances. Yeah. I wouldn't say they were were definitely best friends forever. He told that guy who died in the fire about his daughter. Ed White. Uh, yeah, exactly. He told Ed White about his daughter. Ed White? It, also, it's a good. I mean, Jason Clark did really well as Ed White. Well, I like Jason Clark. I think he's a great actor. Kyle, he was in that uh, that movie. god awful movie uh, Terminator. The oh, char- Terminator Genesis. Yes, yeah. Genesis with a Y. Kyle Chandler also, I think, did a good job as uh, Deke Slayton, who was the uh, chief of the uh, chief of uh, NASA. 
Oh yeah. He he did a good job. It's gone really quiet. It has gone really quiet. I think I it's think that it's time. I think it's that time, right? everybody, because I'm hungry. All right. Sounds good. Krishna. Krishna. Oh, wow. Double trouble. Was, was the first man. The second man. Good. Bad. Whoa. Uh, first man was great. I enjoyed it very much. Ravi. Was first man good? Yes, sir. Arjuna. First man. Good. Uh, it wasn't. You're not saying no. Because, What's wrong uh, with you? I mean, it just paled in comparison to my favorite movie of all time, uh, Venom. 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 No, it was it was Venom. very good. And would you guys watch it again? Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, honestly, I think it's my favorite space movie. I will, I will say this. As much uh, shit as we give Ryan Gosling, the movies that he chooses to do, uh, he's, 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 uh, he's on point. He did that uh, Blade Runner movie, which we really Blade enjoyed. Runner was very good. You know, now he's done this. Uh, a lot of people liked La La Land. I haven't seen it. I don't. I wouldn't bother. I'm Have not, you seen he's, it? I'm not into. He's he's, he's doing he's doing a lot of like legacy movies. So good for him. Yeah, he's a he's a good actor. He he's a good he's he's got a good head on his shoulders. That kid. Yeah, he just needs to work on his crying. Ryan, if you're listening to this, uh, the Bad Tacos believe your crying skills could be worked upon. And that's going to do it for us, guys. We give out unsolicited advice to high-profile actors. This is the cast. Free of charge. This is the, the cast of Was It Good? Three Brothers, part of the Bad Tacos group. Somebody want to drop some social knowledge on You can follow listeners? us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Pat, Bad Tacos Media. You can follow us on Twitter, at Bad Tacos Media. We have a YouTube page. Just search Bad Tacos Media. Uh, Patreon, www.patreon.com slash, you guessed it, Bad Tacos Media. Did we change Patreon to Bad Tacos Media? Yeah, I did. Oh, thank God. No, I just kept it Bad Tacos Pictures. You might have. No, I, I changed it. I don't think we had those pictures. I think it was just Bad Tacos. You're a Bad Taco. I am. Well, thank you for listening. And remember, the moon landing actually happened. And we just finished First Man. Goodbye.